This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Let's talk about the next generation of fantasy football at FanDuel. You select a team of Premier League players for a single day's fixtures. That means you're not locked in for the whole season. You can play, watch and win in one day. When your players nail it on the pitch, you rack up points and jump up the real money leaderboard. FanDuel's scoring system uses Opta stats to reflect every player's true on-field contribution. So, outscore your opponents and win cash for your football expertise. Every Premier League match day with FanDuel and just for Homestale radio listeners we've got an extra special offer right now when you sign up use the promo code PALACE that means if you don't make money in your first contest FanDuel will refund your entry fee up to £10 so go to FanDuel.co.uk and use the promo code PALACE to grab the offer now what are you waiting for? terms apply over 18s only please play responsibly Homestyle Radio Preview Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk, the next generation of fantasy football. Welcome to the Homestyle Radio Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford, and this week I am joined by two preview podcast virgins in Albert Curley and Patrick O'Connor. We are here with your essential guide to the upcoming fixture against Stoke City deliberating whether or not Palace can make it four Premier League wins on the bounce or five in all competitions against the Potters. We will talk to David Carlishaw from the Stoke City podcast, The Wizards of Drivel. And we will also be hearing your predictions for the visit of Michael Hughes' men. Before we get started, remember you can subscribe to both of our podcasts by visiting wholeradio.net forward slash subscribe. Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk. The next generation of fantasy football. I have to start with an apology this week. Up at the Riverside, I was asked on several occasions what's happened to the preview podcast this week. Well, a bit like Palace trying to get a centre midfielder on deadline day, there wasn't a producer available to edit my musings. And I quite simply... <laughs> cannot afford to lawyer up when it comes to my libelous mouth. So that's what paid to last week's show. This week, however, we have a treat for you. 
In return for our missing out last week, we have the debuts of our esteemed guests. Firstly, I have Albert Curley. Welcome, Albert. You will be gentle, won't you? <laughs> I will. With my preview virginity. <laughs> Regular listeners to the Homestyle Radio podcast may have picked up that Albert works in the movies. And once upon a time, Tom Cruise almost converted into Scientology. Am I, am I telling that right? Uh, I'm not allowed to say, you know, it's a, it's a, we're, we're a very elusive bunch. Um, and, you know, if this goes any further, I will be round to dig through your bins. <laughs> Albert, out of all the celebrities you've met, which one would make the best Palace fan? Uh, well, I've met Bill Nye. I've actually discussed Palace with Bill Nye. So uh, it has to, by default, it has to be Bill Nye because he already is a Palace fan. Um <laughs> Yeah, off, off the top of my head, I think that's it. All right. My second guest is Patrick O'Connor. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Terence. Again, regular listeners to the pod will know that Patrick moved to New York from South London back in, what was it, the 1920s? <laughs> Very funny. 1979. You weren't on the Titanic, <laughs> were you, Patrick? <laughs> almost. Almost that was. <laughs> Um, Patrick is a keen golfer, and my question to you, Patrick, is will Christian Benteke score more goals than your handicap this season? My handicap is 16, so he better. <laughs> he better? <Ooh. laughs> That'd be nice. And, and who do you support in the Ryder Cup? You know what? That is a very good question. He doesn't like tennis. Yeah, exactly. uh, it depends on where it's been held. So if it's if it's on American soil, obviously I want to get beat up. I usually go. I will um root for the Americans. But this year, but I leave it actually. It's over here. So yeah, I'm I'm a USA USA this time. Sorry, that's uh, it's one of those plastics with two teams, isn't he? Look, exactly. <laughs> in, in our chat uh, before the show, Albert was keen to know if there was anything he needed to swat up on. I remain silent, but the answer is yes, Albert. Yes, there is. It's mini quiz time. Name me a Crystal Palace player that's played for both Crystal Palace and Stoke. Um, um, I'm, I've got nothing. I've actually got nothing. Patrick? I know. I know. Tom, Tom's in with someone. Who you got? Tom Saws. Tom Saws, there you go, that's one. You can, Come Tom on, he never, he, produced... he never played for Stoke. <laughs> he went for a lot of money back in the day. He did. You got You got anyone, Albert? Uh, no. Hang Patrick? On. No, no. Uh, Patrick, you got anyone for me? got nothing, sorry. Did Michael right. Hughes play for Stoke once upon a time? Uh, Clint, Clint Hill? Uh, of course, yeah. Victor Victor Moses, uh, but of course the best answer is Adi Akinbayi. He right. didn't play for anyone. <laughs> he played against us in the six-three, um, which we will talk about in a little bit. Um, I think the only place for us to start today's podcast is with um, the news about Pat Suarez's car accident. Um, the club released a statement that read along the lines of Pap Suarez has this morning undergone surgery on both his jaw and thigh. Thanks uh, to the fantastic response of the emergency services who cut him from the car and the amazing surgeons, doctors and staff at the Royal London Hospital, he is expected to make a full recovery and should be discharged on Friday. 
We would like to make special mention of the London Air Ambulance Service who flew Pat directly from the scene to the hospital, ensuring that he rapidly had access to the very best medical care. The club notes that this organisation is a charity and completely funded from donations. As such, we are making a contribution and would urge everyone to support this invaluable service for the people of London. So um, we will request that you go and donate if you can. Uh, you can do this at londonsairambulance.co.uk forward slash donate. And of course, everyone at Homesdale Radio and indeed redandbluearmy.co.uk, we all wish Pat the speediest of recoveries and we hope to see you back in red and blue as soon as humanly possible. Right, we start now with the lineups. Um, News has come out today that Johan Kabai is definitely going to be missing from the game, although Connor Wickham should be available for selection. He's but been missing Patrick... from the last two games, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. On pitch or otherwise. Mm. Well, that's, that's a moment for debate in a little bit. Um, Patrick, do we change a winning lineup? Uh, it, it wouldn't be a good idea to do so. With Kabai's injury, I honestly believe that knowing. Hard do as I know him a little bit that he would go with the exactly same lineup, especially with everybody that played last week. I believe is 100% fit to play again. MacArthur got through the whole 90, so no, I think we'll go with the same lineup uh, this week. And how did you think Martin Kelly did in for Pat Suarez last week? He did fine. I mean, listen, I'm a, I'm a huge Pat Suarez fan. Obviously, I send my wishes, best wishes to him getting full recovery. Um, I think he adds. I know he's not, you know, the best defensive player, but I think his speed helps us a lot in the back four. I love him going forward. So, Kelly's a lot more of a stay-home uh, defender. Changes the way we play a little bit. I know that Pardue prefers that both full, uh, fullbacks get forward. And I don't think Kelly gets as forward as well as, let's say, Ward does. But I think it was very subtle last week. I'm looking forward to him. And obviously, it was hanging in there until uh, Pat uh, returns. But obviously, we've always got the great Zeki Fryers in just in case. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just in case. Just um, in case, it's always thinking. Just in case we get relegated to the championship. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, Short-staffed at the catering facilities on on Saturday, you know. Look, uh, now, I'm sure. Uh, sticking with the defence, Damien Delaney came in for loads of stick. Um, I'm going to have to admit this from the game watching from the stands. I didn't think he had that particularly bad game. I mean, I understand watching back that he got caught out by Ayala for the goal. But um, was he was he really that bad, Albert? Uh, obviously, he's lost Ayala for the goal. And a lot of people mention the, um, the, the, the moment when he was trying to chase back in the grade. I have to say that was, um, you know, neither, neither player is blessed with pace. It seems to be like the least exciting race you've ever seen. It's like, in, like veterans, veterans match. Um, I think he's, you know, I, I was worried about him in the Bournemouth game. He just, he just seemed to be, he seemed to lose his head quite early on. And, you know, we, we, as we discussed, Callum Wilson sort of had the beating of him. So, you know, going back to would I change the team? I think, I, I think now is the time to try Tompkins and it's not, um, you know, it's not to say oh, I wouldn't let Delaney back in, but you know, I think he could do with a little bit of a rest, to be honest. And um, having said that, you, you know, you look at a player like Wilfred Bonney, who hopefully is going to uh, not have too good a game for Stoke. You know, that's sort of the challenge that I think Delaney thrives on. So I'm, I'd, I'd be open to seeing Tompkins in, but at the same time, I wouldn't be uh, head in hands if Delaney lined up. 
Yeah, apparently, according to West Ham fans, the only real um, downside they have on Tompkins is his strength. And um, as you mentioned, I think Wilfred Bonney is going to um, be a bit of a handful. He's got a pretty good scoring record against us as well. Um, so I think, as you say, Delaney will be well up for that battle. Um, Pat, uh, Patrick, Sarah, Joel, Joel Ward, mate. Good um, question. Oh, go, go. Right. <laughs> well, I have a quick question, actually, about, about Tompkins. Why do you think he's not playing, then? Is it just because he wasn't fit from the beginning of the season? I, mean, I know he got hurt in that Philadelphia match, or is it because that the manager really just preferred Delaney and uh, Dan? Because I'm actually kind of curious as to why, because I don't, I, you know, I'm not, I have no problem with Damo, but I definitely think he's past his sell date, and I think we should be playing Tompkins, but I'm just curious as to what he's saying, why he's not playing Tompkins. Yeah, I don't know. I think maybe um, Tompkins is a little bit more of a long-term signing. Uh, obviously, Delaney... Oh, OK. To be, to be, to be fair to Damo, uh, every year he looks like he's passed it for the first few games and then he steps, back, steps it back up again. Right. Um, and, as, and as I say, from the stands, I didn't Absolutely. think he was that yeah, awful against Borough. And um, it would seem that uh, Christian Benteke can do pretty well with the Damo diagonal as well. Um, he just brings it down on his chest <laughs> yeah, like it's nothing. Yeah. Um, but no, I think, yeah, Tompkins long-term, I think we're, there'll be certainly certain games where the physical battle isn't going to be so prominent and uh, we want to get the ball down and play a bit more um, that Tompkins will appear, but I think he'll be more eased in. Uh, it's also, um, I think, Padre's probably aware that he doesn't want to rip out the um, all of the character out of the team from that promotion <laughs> season, you know. Right. Uh, he's come under a bit, of a, a bit of stick for it all. And um, so I think... Delaney's a big, big personality in that squad, and um, uh, I, th- I think Wise, he can still walk on two legs. He's, <laughs> he's going to be demanding a place in that team. So, um, well, that's just my opinion, anyway. Um, people will undoubtedly castigate, castigate me on Twitter for talking nonsense. Um, talking of Twitter and nonsense, um, a quote an advertiser article drew our attention, didn't it, Patrick? Um, yeah. Um- Jason Punchen, um, giving the ball away cheaply constantly, and uh, it's definitely time for him to be dropped. Um, was he watching the same game we were watching, Patrick? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm a big Punchen fan. And people see him punch what they want to see. And what they saw on Saturday was him giving the ball away on that Negredo um, breakaway against Damo. And, but they don't see everything else that he does. And I think that people miss the fact that he's a very, very important part of how we play. Um, People are calling for us to have a number 10, push goodbye forward, drop punch and et cetera. But they don't understand. I mean, you put a great set out there, uh, Terence, about his completion rate and how, how his stats are very comparable to, to goodbye. Even though people think goodbye is a lot better player as far as certain parts of his game. And I just don't think people see the value. I mean, he was very valuable in our first two seasons up in the uh, division. He kept us up, basically, in, in my opinion. And I think despite last year being a very down year for him, you know, he had that great goal in the cup final and he, you know, he scored the goal uh, against Norwich. You showed the emotion now. And I just think he's a very important player to us. No, I think um, one of the criticisms that Punchin comes under a lot is slowing the game down. But ironically, I think that um, the signing of Ben Teke means that slowing the game down is actually going to suit us a little bit more. Because I've found that uh, in the previous season where we've been trying to break teams down and failing to do so, um, it's been because we just haven't had the short, sharp passes in and around the edge of the area that has been able to unlock the defence. We're not, we were just unable to drag players out of position. 
what we need to do now, we've got Benteke, we can probe a lot more efficiently in that area. And by slowing the ball down and then getting the ball into Benteke and get, spinning the wingers off and so on, I think we'll get a lot more joy. And I think um, that was evident in Zaha's goal against Middlesbrough. How often do you see our winger coming on off the wing in behind a fullback from a through ball? You just never see it. But Benteke occupying the two centre-backs has opened right. up that space for Zaha to run into. So I think Benteke's just sheer presence in the middle or in the final third is going to um, mean that Punch and, and MacArthur, especially playing in your six and eight roles, would definitely get a lot of joy. And as long as someone like Ledley is sitting behind and mopping up, I think um, the midfield could be quite solid this season. Right. Albert, what are your thoughts on Townsend so far this season? Uh, I, you know, he clearly hasn't set the world alight, um, but I, I can't say I've been disappointed with his, his effort or his input. You know, he, we've, we've talked about his supposed lack of sort of defensive work rate. Um, I heard that a lot from Spurs fans uh, when we signed him, but I think he's been, I think he's been sort of a, a solid six and a half out of 10, you know, for the season thus far, you know, hopefully Hopefully one of the, you know, he likes a shot. And I think once you see one of those go in, you might see a bit more confidence and a bit more willingness to shoot. And, you know, he's, he's, he's got to cut him some slack because he's new at the club. He's new in the team. There's plenty of other new faces around. Benteke's come in, which has sort of shaken everything up. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to go in hard on him because he hasn't banged one in that, you know, the sort of goals that he used to bang against us. Uh, you know. <laughs> uh, I think it'll come. You know, everyone's, everyone's just bedding in. Everyone's getting, still getting fit, I believe. Um, I think, you know, he'll, he'll click. The whole, the whole team's been a bit rusty up until, well, I'm not going to say up until now because I still think we are a bit rusty. But um, I've, I've, got no, I've got no doubt that he'll come good. Okay, well, I, I agree. Um, I love his work ethic. Um, a uh, very, very busy player and uh, gets on the ball a lot and I think good things will come. Uh, I think we all agree that the lineup's probably going to be what we saw up at Middlesbrough for this weekend and I will be happy with that, I think, on the Sunday. Homesdale Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk The next generation of fantasy football. Right, this is the part of the show where we talk to the opposition. And this week, uh, we have David Cowlishaw from The Wizards of Drivel, which is a Stoke podcast, I am informed. Um, firstly, as always, we started with how David feels that Stoke's summer transfer business has been. Well, I'm fairly positive about uh, the business we've done in the window. Um, it's just about kind of turning it into performances on the pitch. I think Wilfred Boney's a really good signing uh, on loan. I think Joe Allen could prove to be one of the best signings of the summer. £30 million is a lot, although probably not a lot in today's market. But I think he's uh, shown already that he's going to be a really useful addition to us. And... As well as that, we've got Bruno Martins Indy on loan, who I think is uh, an upgrade on Philip Walshide in centre-half. And we've also added uh, Ramadan Sobi, uh, the Egyptian winger, who isn't quite getting the game time at the moment, but uh, has shown flashes of uh, being a really exciting player as well. So overall, you know, fairly happy with the transfer business we've done, just about turning that into... And there it is! 
is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Results at the moment. We also asked David how the Stoke fans have reacted to their, um, what, how should we say this, terrible start to the season? Yeah, well, there's uh, a small but vocal minority of Stoke fans who have uttered the words Hughes out after a quite bad start to the season, you have to say one draw and three defeats. I think their complaint is that it's not a, just a bad start to the season so much as an extension of the poor form we had at the end of last season. I think uh, we had a really bad run from February to May that included a defeat at your place when we'd gone 1-0 up and thrown the game away, basically. So, And there are valid criticisms of Hughes as well. I think uh, his tactics in recent games have been quite baffling to be honest but um yeah i'm fairly confident we can turn it around soon we've got a lot of injuries and players who need to come back if he can just find the balance in the midfield and get us playing further up the pitch i think we'll be fine but um yeah it's been very frustrating starts the season i'd have to say yeah we also asked David who he thinks are the danger men from a Palace perspective this weekend and who's going to give him sleepless nights going into Sunday. Uh, to be honest, given our defensive uh, woes at the minute, anyone you've got with pace would certainly um, certainly worry our backline. You saw how uh, Spurs uh, last Saturday uh, took us apart on the counter-attack uh, quite with quite devastating effects. So obviously when you think of pace and crystal palace, you think of Wilfred Zaha and well, whilst uh, I don't think Zaha is probably a natural finisher, you, you have got Christian Benteke up front. So the combination of Zaha's pace and Benteke's finishing could, could really do for us. And I do worry about that. I think we've got to be a little bit more clever in the way we set up. We, we can't, uh, you, I think we um, we we shouldn't look to dominate the ball as we have done in recent matches. We should probably look to sit on the and break you on the counter rather than let let you uh, try and break us down. Finally, we asked David how we thought Stoke would approach the fixture. Well, my big hope is that um, we play a different team to the one we have done in re- recent games and that one of either Glenn Whelan or Gene Elliambula is dropped uh, and replaced with Bojan because 
what we've lacked recently is somebody to support the front man because Boney and Juve before him have both been isolated. And what we've needed is someone like Bojan just to play off the striker and give us more impetus going forward. So I think we probably will see that. And I would imagine that we will look to uh, break more on the counter, as I said, use Arnautovic, use Bojan and try and get some uh, crosses into Wilfred Boney, who was really starved of service against Tottenham. At the same time, uh, as I said, I think the, the pace of somebody like Zaha will worry our fullbacks at the moment, who've looked really sluggish. Eric Peters, Jeff Cameron, Phil Bardsley, whoever we play there, they're really susceptible to pace. Um, but having said that, I think we've got enough quality to make it. I think, I think we can expect quite a good match because I think both sides have definitely got quality. I think they're both teams that... that go under the radar uh, sort of in terms of the media for, for having quality players so whilst we don't often do that well at Selhurst Park uh, I would say that I'd probably expect a, quite an end-to-end 1-1 one, one draw Right, thanks to David there from the Wizards of Drivel podcast um, despite the random name um, I'm sure it has some sort of stoke meaning I did actually listen to the podcast and um they opened with the Lion after the Spurs game. Today we look back on an enthralling encounter at the Britannia Stadium where Stoke and Tottenham shared four goals. So this um, made me think two things. One, we probably need to um, up our game. And um, two, they're more, <laughs> more miserable than we are at the moment. Um, yeah, so David touched on it there. Uh, they're worried about the form continuing over from last season to this season, which is very very similar to us um from an outside from the outside uh, patrick uh do you think hughes is in trouble he always seems to get in trouble around this time when he's at a club for a, a couple of years i actually i rate him highly as a manager i'm actually surprised that stoke would be looking to get rid of him but there has been a lot of money terence in the market both this year and last year. So I can understand how the fans can be upset. I hadn't realised they've conceded 10 goals already in the first four goal, four matches. They all conceded 10 in the first nine last year. So they're leaking goals. So I can understand yeah. from a Stoke standpoint why they might be upset. They did score yeah. four against Stevenage. Come on. But it was Stevenage though. So. Yeah. Um, they uh, were saying that they conceded 26 goals in their last 10 Premier League games. So um, that's wow. not a good average wow. to be aiming at. Um David also that's talked to us, isn't it? We are winning. Oh yeah, wait, that's way worse than us. Yeah, we're we're yeah. usually averaging one or two conceded a game, not three or four. Um, exactly. David also touched on their fullbacks, be it Bardsley, Peters, or Cameron, who's ever planned, saying that they've basically got no form at all in this calendar year and are very susceptible to pace. Will's got to be. Right, let me speak tra- on Jeff. Oh, yeah, go on, Jeff then. Cameron. He's American. He's absolutely yeah. rubbish. Seriously, <laughs> he plays for the national team. He actually plays. No, he actually plays like midfield sometimes, central. He plays all over the place for the US team. So, you know, he's not. He's, he's got no pace. Wolf will eat him up alive if he plays. Uh, this you week wouldn't. You wouldn't say that if he was playing on American soil, though, would you, Patrick? As your rider. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. I'm you, you give, you're giving it all the blunt now, case. Jeff. Yeah, you're right. that's that's awful. You're right. I'm a bloody front runner. You're right. <laughs> Oh, well, um, yeah, so well, Wilf, he's got to be licking his chops, I reckon, and probably Townsend as well. 
Um, when I was listening to that podcast as well, um, they touched on Glenn Whelan, and um, you could tell it was a difficult subject for them because he's a he's a great servant for them. Came up um, to the Premier League in the Tony Pulish years, and has managed to adapt to the Premier League. Um, but apparently, they just he's a bit of a basket case at the moment. Um, not very mobile. Um, supposed to be playing defensive mid with Imbula, but they both just seem to be all at sixes and sevens. So, Albert, do you think that um, with MacArthur and Punchin and Benteke dropping a bit deep, Townsend coming in on the rings, you reckon we're going to be able to cause them enough problems to pick up a result? Uh, yeah, I mean, normally it's the sort of fixture you'd be really worried about. And, and to be honest, I'm, you know, I'm still a bit worried about it because, you know, as we all know, if, if, if you're looking for a result, you're in a bad, bad run of form, pop down to Sellers, and you're probably, probably in it for three <laughs> points. So I'm always worried. I think that the Joe Allen, I think the Joe Allen signing for Stoke, sort of in the wider context, is one of the signings of the season. I think he's um, yeah. you know, a fantastic steal for what was it, something around twelve million pounds. Yeah. Um, but you know we have to we have to impose ourselves on them. You know they're in a they're in a rotten vein of form. Hopefully we're at the very bottom of an upwards curve, uh, and I'd like to think the combination of that and hope hopefully as we discussed playing a similar team. You know, we can hopefully dominate that midfield if they're, uh, if they're, as you say, at sixes and sevens, and especially if, and again, added, you know, to compound that, it'd be nice to see, like you say, Zaha and Townsend getting around the back of these shaky fullbacks, and yeah. let's see Ben Take at the far post again, please. Yes, climbing all over the fullback like it's an adult jumping over his seven-year-old child, because that's what it looked like against Middlesbrough. Forty in the last forty-two games that Palace and Stoke have played combined in the Premier League. 35 points. Um, relegation form? <laughs> it's pretty incredible that we've only managed eight wins in 42 games between us, especially when you factor in the amount of money that we've been spending. Um, right, we're going to move on now to the listeners' predictions. Uh, I haven't looked through these yet, so I don't know if we've got any optimism. We've got Lee O'Donoghue at Adonkiss on Twitter. Uh, supported hashtag CPFC like no enough to know any team playing badly is likely to beat us oh there you go so long your vein of full Albert 1-0 Stoke goal from a corner <laughs> uh, Doctor Awake Stephen uh, he's gone for 2-0 uh, Benteke and Wilf again Timothy Green at Timothy Green 88 has gone Hughes is under pressure important game we need to build momentum they need to get a win under their belts. He's gone for Desmond, 2-2. Thomas Bartholomew has gone for 3-1 Palace. Stephanie Curran, 2-1 Palace, with Stoke to score first. Luke Constable, at the governor, no, at the underscore governor, underscore 91, has gone for 2-1 Palace. A bit of a confidence starting to show, and I can see us going on a typical Pardew positive run. And finally, oh, my good friend uh, Nick Houghton has gone for 3-1 Benteke to score first. That's going to be stock guest for the season. Right, before I get your predictions, guys, I'm going to hit you with some stats. Brace yourself, Patrick. Hey, listen here. It's the attack of the I'm stats. Ready. It's the stat <laughs> attacks. Right. Head-to-head-wise, this is our 57th meeting this weekend. Palace have won 25 of the previous 56 to Stoke's 18 wins. 13 draws, predictably, make up the rest. 
Stoke's biggest win against Palace is 5-1 twice in 1921 and 1923. Patrick, Albert, care to hazard a guess at Palace's biggest win against Stoke? 6-3. There you go. Back in 2004. Rumour has it that Lionel Messi saw Michael Hughes' goal that day and modelled his entire game on that run <laughs> from the Northern Irishman. What do you reckon? <laughs> I think it was more the, the Routledge goal. The Routledge goal. He, he saw both. Which I might, which I, I remember on the on the uh, the season review DVD that year. They, they, you know, they're obviously whipping through the games. And they get to that game and they fire it through. And there's, I don't know who was doing the the voiceover. I don't think it was Byfield. He let someone else have a go. There's a really. <laughs> There's a really awful as because as, Routledge does what, what's that move called? It's like the sort of Zidane the, the round the world pirouette thing, yeah. Yeah, he does a really bad all aboard. It <laughs> does. He does. does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the it is really really it's awkward. Um, right back to the stats. Palace are unbeaten in six against Stoke, as I said earlier. Five wins and one draw. With Palace winning the last meeting at Sellers Park. 2-1 in what was our last home game of last season. Um, that game meant that Palace had beat Stoke three times in the season, a feat that Palace had only achieved on seven occasions before. Twice of them against Charlton, which is always nice. Finally, Craig Pawson is the referee for this one. We have a win percentage of 33.33% when he takes charge of our Premier League games. Two wins, two draws and two losses. In the six Premier League fixtures he's taken charge of. However, he has also taken two FA Cup games last season, which was the one new win at Spurs and the 2 1 win at Wembley against Watford. So, a mixed bag with Craig Pawson there, but he did, um, if you remember rightly, send off Damien Delaney wrongly. He also didn't give the penalty when Mile Jednak was pulled back at Goodison Park by Gareth Barry. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, even even Gareth Barry was on the um, on Sky afterwards saying, "Yeah, well, you know, I got away with it, didn't I?" Um, right, predictions. <laughs> the most interesting thing that Gareth Barry's ever said. True, <laughs> um, very true. Uh, if I remember rightly, we still haven't correctly predicted a Palace score yet on any of the previous preview pods. So. Got my two new debuts today, so Patrick and Albert, I'm hoping for big things. We'll start over the pond. Patrick, what do you think it's going to be? Well, you threw me off there with the uh, Paulson's, Paulson sorry, uh, stat about two wins, two draws and two losses. So the Paulson's I'm gonna, is something very different, up goals. Yeah, the, the, por- the Paulson's yeah, the Paulson's is a pub. Arms, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I got hurt sadly familiar to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll give Stoke a goal. We're banning up a goal from the step play. Um, I, I'm going to think that we're going to go on one of those strange Alan Pardew runs. We haven't won back-to-back games in a while. So I'll give us three. I'll give Ben one. Townsend for a goal. And Damien Delaney score. 3-1 Palace. 3-1 Palace with Damo's to score. Okay, I want some of what you're having. Uh, Albert, what are you going for? Uh, I'm going to go for... We're going to go. We're going to be 2-0 up at half-time, cruising for a bruising, and then uh, around the 75-minute mark, I'm going to say Peter Crouch is going to score, going to come on score, and it's going to be a really, really tight last 15, 20 minutes, but we'll edge it 2-1. 
Okay. Nice. Right. I'm going to be bold um, and change my prediction on the grounds that Patrick went for the same as mine. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for a clean sheet. I think it's about time we kept a clean sheet. I'm loving Steve Mondonda in goal. Um, so Martin Kelly, a bit more defensive minded. I'm going to go for a clean sheet. I'll go for a two nil Palace win. And I think Ben Teke will get himself on the score sheet again. We will be back next week to see if we actually got it right for once. Right, this is the moment where we plug those crazy people at fanjewel.co.uk who gave us some money this year, you mentalists. Um, but the game is brilliant. You, um, it's your fa- you pick a fantasy team, and unlike the ones where you're usually stuck with the same team for most of the season, you can pick a different team Every week, uh, it's based like on Brighton's fans. Like, wee, I see what you did there. Um, you pick a different team every week. Uh, it's based I on Optus fans. <laughs> oh, you're never coming back on again. Uh, <laughs> and it's based on Optus stats. And you basically, you're not so necessarily looking for a goalkeeper that keeps loads of clean sheets. You're looking for a goalkeeper that makes a lot of saves. Uh, you're looking for midfielders that complete a lot of passes. Um, so take a, take a look. Go over to fanjewel.co.uk. Make sure you use the promo code PALACE. And that will get you £10 back as a maximum, I believe, on your first deposit if you lose so you're basically getting a free 10 pound bet there obviously you'll be gambling with real money so you should always make sure that you are over 18 and that if you have a problem or you feel like you're spending too much money you should visit gambleaware.co.uk to get some help right thank you to everyone for listening and thank you to my lovely lovely guests patrick o'connor and albert curley thanks guys Thank you. You were, I have to say, no you were very gentle and caring, and I'll definitely, <laughs> your... come, I'll definitely come again. <laughs> um, remember to tune in to mm-hmm. Homesdale Radio on Sunday from I'm going to say 8 p.m. Uh, that will be for the review of the Stoke game. Hopefully, we'll be celebrating another win. Um, we will be back next week. We will be previewing the Sunderland game and also covering off the annual trip to Southampton for a cup game, which don't tell anyone I'm not actually going to. What a plastic. Um, thanks again for listening, guys. And we will, yes, tell me about it. <laughs> and we will see you back here next week. Radio, sponsored by FanDuel.co.uk, the next generation of fantasy football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.